welcome to Angie and Friends on a Podcast. Hello, Nicole. Woohoo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Hello. That, that is such a change from what you normally do. What do I normally do? You're always like, hello. You know, hello. Just, hi. Yeah, you're so well, friendly. Well, I can't say good morning because again, it could offend the person who's listening to it in the afternoon. We're being or sensitive the to the timing of everybody. Yes. Hello. The control freaks out there. That's what it is. <laughs> Why did you have to go there with control? Because it's something that you and I are going to talk about today. What, what are you trying to control? All I'm saying is I am a recovering control freak. And sometimes, it, just like any other addiction, it starts to creep back up. What are you looking at me with a funny look on your face? Control is an addiction. You think it's an addiction? Yes. I think it's something that you have to break yourself of. Because control is, okay, you and I talk stop challenge Jews, right? Yes. So. You have to stop yourself and say, do I really need to be controlling this? Is this something I can control? And I've had to learn over the years because I used to be a bad control freak. And I'll explain to you why. And so this is, it's one of those things where you got to learn to let things go. I feel like you're controlling the conversation already. Look at you. You're like, I'll tell you about it here in a minute. So I'm just going to sit back and you just control everything. Well, it's my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I love it. Oh, that was beautiful. I mean, it's. All right, go ahead. No, but you're you're. So am I? Am I a co-host? Go am, ahead. Am I a pawn in all of this? Are you, have you been controlling me all along? Am I a puppet? Oh my gosh, I'm so freaking out over here. <laughs> yes, Nicole, you are under my full control. <laughs> oh my gosh, which is so not true. So anyway, let's yes. talk about control freaks. Okay, so here's the thing: we're we're moms, and we have to run the household, and that's okay. But there is a place where it needs to be let go. So let's talk about that. We have husbands. You have a husband that has, so, who is the head of the household. So how do you work out control in your house? Ironically, I choose other words than control. So I manage okay. things in the household. I, I like that. But like there's that. some truth to that. There is. So this morning, my husband didn't have to go to work today because his Schedule. hours and schedules and work days vary. Yep. And I told him, I said, hey, I want to know what you're doing today so I know what I can do. And it's yep. weird because when you aren't home, I think I even use the word, I control everything. I think what I was saying is I just call the shots. I'm just doing what you needs have to, to be done. Exactly. So I manage the household. Manage the house. I like that. Managing, it also helps you to understand that you can manage things without controlling them. Yes, but there, I think there's a fine line. And like you yes. said, a recovering control freak. You can be a manager who controls everything, or you can be a manager that in my household, I am giving duties and responsibilities to those in the house to be a part of the home. So I'm managing Managing. that. Yes. But my kids think I control them. Do this, do this, do this. There's that fine line. But you got to explain it to them. But I I love what you're saying because thank you in my you're welcome in my own world in my own world i would much rather manage something than control it but however i have been the control freak so right. this is really you and i talking to help other people become a control person no become a manager of our tasks instead of a control freak so i'm just helping out with the people who there can is identify. something we're, but words are powerful yes. so when we can identify what the root of the issue is we can kind of tweak the words because I, yes. I get Brian would say you're controlling Nicole, but there's that we'll be married 24 years this summer and there have been different stages and phases and sure. I've grown. Yes. Yes. And in my previous marriage, I was a, a control freak, but let me tell you what it was. It wasn't about marriage. It was about what was going on inside of me. Yes. And so as a child, I had trauma. And so my thing was I learned to take control of my own life 
and what happened around it. And when things didn't go my way, that's when I lost it. And I was screaming at people and, you know, all this stuff, fits of rage. You know, the Bible says fits of rage. And that I felt like that was me. And then I had some really crazy traumatic experiences that happened and I had to go before God. And I, I, he was the only thing that was left for me. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And he showed me, and God is a great teacher. He does show us everything that we ask him to show us. And so I ended up understanding that I was trying to control the situation because it was a trauma relationship. You know, it was was me trying to deal with that. And so I understood it and then it went away. It's like when you expose things to the light, capital L, it doesn't have any power over you anymore. And so I understood that I was trying to control things because that's how I felt safe. But then I had to learn how to let go. So the next process in that whole thing with God was show me where I'm holding on. And when I say holding on, I mean fists clenched and holding on, right? And so he had to show me where to release things. And I've learned over the years, and I think I'm in a really good place right now. I still have moments, but God just keeps reminding me. And those moments oftentimes are short-lived where before it would have been hours, days, weeks, months, years. Or fits of rage. And I don't do that anymore. Right. I don't do any of that anymore. And it's funny because... I see situations and I see other people blowing up when they can't have control. And I realize how far I've come. Right. And it's amazing because I, I first try to understand the situation. I try to understand the person who is making me feel like I haven't got control or whatever. You know, I'm just trying to understand the situation. And then I'm really gotten good about understanding my own feelings, stopping and figuring out what's up. Right. And then making a choice based on that. You know, you know, you've heard about the different AA type of meetings that mm-hmm. have the 12 steps. And one of them is they'd have the serenity prayer. Right. That's the thing. And understanding what it is you can and cannot control. And I have learned over the years, I'm the only one I can control. And my choices, just like what the Bible says, I have to be at peace with all men. That's my choice. Right. I have to choose to love and lead with love. That's my choice. Correct? Yeah. I'm 100% in agreement with that. And one of the things that I really appreciate about you and about the body of Christ, when you're really talking with someone who has Jesus at the heart of their mind and their heart, this isn't about, you're not sharing the nitty gritty details. To me, it doesn't matter what the details are for anything. It's not about the details. It's It's about what we're learning through it. Yes. And so it doesn't matter what you're saying. Anybody can relate to that. What I'm saying, anybody can relate to that. Yes. And so that's where transformation happens. That's when change happens. Mm -hmm. It's not about, oh, what is this or what happened to you? It doesn't matter. Am I making any sense with that? No, I think so. You think so? But I mean, there are so many times that we focus so much on what did he, what did she, what happened? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? It doesn't matter what. Yes. It's all the external circumstances. I have my sister and I are doing the same plan to get healthy. And when I was spending some time with her this week, because I went back home to visit family, I was trying to help her to understand that these things that are around you, these landmines that are here to trip you up are always going to be there. You have to choose to have the right response. You have to choose your course. You have to choose little things as you go, because that's what you can control. You're not going to control her husband loves ice cream. You're not going to be able to do that. He loves his cake. Yeah, you're going to make him a cake each week, but you're not going to eat it because that's your something you can control. Like it's it's all about our choices. Can I have a moment to say confessions of 
your podcast friend. Okay. So I have a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. I know you know that. That's, That's not your a confession. confession. <laughs> oh, I didn't know That's that. That's my cross to bear. <laughs> oh, my stars. That's where I'm at right now in this beautiful relationship of motherhood. Uh, but we had some creative conversation (laughs) last night and I was beyond stressed and I was getting ready to take her and her siblings to youth group. And I had a fleeting thought of on the way home, I'm going to go through Dairy Queen and I'm going to get, and I had this whole menu planned. Oh yes. And I, in my head, I said, no, I have come too far. I'm better than this. Yes. I am no longer that person. And then I knew I needed to level up and I went directly to Brian and I said, Brian, I want you to know what I thought through and what I was going to do. Good for you. That was taken to a different level. So that continued growth mentality blesses my heart Mm -hmm. and saved me from a blizzard hangover this morning. (laughs) (laughs) It is a fleeting moment. And that's, and that really does go along with the whole control thing. It does. I had a, I had a moment in these last couple of days. I literally said to someone, at that point right now where I just kind of like to just eat some ice cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my, that's always been my go-to. That's my comfort thing. And it was because I didn't have control of a situation Yes, and I had to stop and go, it's okay. You know what I've realized that when we realize how big God is and how much he is in control and he really is in control of even the smallest things, we can really relax and we don't have to be in control. That's probably the biggest transformation that has happened over the years. When I finally released control and I gave him control, even though it doesn't happen in my timing, and sometimes it's 1159 before he does something. But he always follows through, Nicole. Every single time he is so faithful and so good. And so I love that I can just let him, you know, okay, so a little spoiler, we, you and I've talked and we're going to talk about this in future episodes that very suddenly become a part of a, a serious relationship, which is, wow, right. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about. And I'm in a relationship and I've had to learn new ways of managing my life because now I'm in a relationship right? and I have to learn back again. I'm the only one that I can control, not him, because he's got his own life as well. Right. And it's like, okay, so I'm learning a lot again right now about control. And the other part of it is, is controlling this relationship. And I've, I can see God saying, just enjoy the ride. Right. Because I'm in this and I'm, I'm doing it all for you. And every time I just let him lead, I can't believe the blessings that come. I can't believe the way things turn out because he is in control. Isn't it a little more freeing to be able to just sit back? <sighs> yes. Day? Yes. Way freeing. It is. And I, oh my gosh. And I think why about do, where I came from. Why do we rob ourselves of that freedom and that joy? Why do we intentionally subconsciously do that? It may be a ploy of the enemy. You know, and it even says it's a fruit of the spirit is self-control. But it's not like you can go shopping and say, I'm picking fruit of the spirit self-control today. Right. It's something that you have to give up to God so that he can show you. I mean, it's a fruit of the spirit. There's nothing I can go and grab. You know what I mean? Yes. But when you look at what a fruit is, what do you have to do? You have to be intentional to plant Mm-hmm. And cultivate. That seed and cultivate and water and you want a healthy environment. So you have to look at your environment and your surroundings and your friends. Are your friends encouraging you, uplifting you, challenging yeah. you, praying for you? I mean, all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's not. And it, yeah, it, the cultivating is the key word because I didn't one day just wake up and say, I'm done being a control freak. Right. I had to make choices. I had to cultivate that. I had to stop. I had to challenge. I had to choose. I love this stop, challenge, choose thing. 
I love it. I had to stop and make sure to the, that I understood what was going on and then make the right choice. And just that practice, again, it's practice. Right. You know, our, our habits that we have, the bad habits, especially when it comes to my eating, those bad habits were just practice doing the wrong thing. Right. And now I'm practicing doing the right thing. So even if you if you recognize that you have anxiety, it's probably because you're trying to control something because you are not getting the desired outcome. And that is where I started. I have all of this balling up inside of me and I just blew up. Right. And, and, and I don't want anybody to do that. I don't want anybody to feel like I felt. And that's that's where I always said I was a control freak. Now I don't have it ball up inside of me. It just, just like it says, rolls off my back like a duck. And I just can't believe where I've come from. It's all God. It's not like I did it without him. Nah, can't do any of that without God. As I pray with my children every night before bed, I continue to say, God is good no matter what. Mm -hmm. I need them to hear that in the world that we live in and the world in which they're going to continue to live in until God calls us all home. God is good no matter what. Yeah. and, And our children need to know that too and need to know back to he is always in control. Yes. And you know what I know? When you have something in your possession and it's valuable, you take good care of it, right? Right. You don't leave your wedding rings just sitting out on the counter at the grocery store, right? Because you don't want somebody to pick it up. Are you mocking me because I lost it last year? No, that has nothing to do with it. It's an example that people can relate to. Anyway, so here's my thing. God sees us as valuable and he treasures us and he's going to take good care of us. Just like we take good care of our possessions that we value. Yep. And so our kids need to know that they can trust him. You know what I don't think we take? Most people don't take good care of their body and their mind their emotions. I mean, all of that. When you look at the outward possessions, I don't think we as women or people in general treasure ourselves. We're made in God's image. Yeah. Why wouldn't we want to put ourselves more as a priority? So when we look it's at controlling. It's the caregiver thing. Yeah. But when we look at being controlling, that jacks with our mind mm-hmm. and with our heart. And that's mm-hmm. exhausting. It, oh, it, it adds to so much that as women, we have to do. Now, I, don't, I can't relate to the guys. You know, that it's a totally different walk with the guys, but you and I can understand from a woman's perspective, it is our nature to be caregivers. So right. we always put everybody first. And that's my one piece of advice. It's like, you got to be treasuring yourself because God treasures right. you. You know what it is? We're on this earth. We have a personal relationship with him. And that's the bottom line. Everything else is stuff. If he and I are good and he loves me and I acknowledge that and I walk with him, then the rest of it falls in line. And I just, I can't say it enough to people without being in that connection with him. I don't know what my life would be like because I miss him when I, when I miss a day. Like today I got up late and came into work late and I didn't get a chance to just sit in his lap. I won't tell anybody you were late. No, they all know. Oh. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> it was our little secret. Now everyone knows. Now everybody knows. But here's the thing. I have spent over the last couple of years, this is when it's really hit home. I've spent so much time quietly just sitting with God, because I realized back to, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. I just climb into daddy's lap. That's what I visualize. And even when our kids climb into our laps, they're still looking around and doing things. And that's fine. God just wants us to sit and in his lap. And that's what I do. And yeah, my mind wanders, but I still sit with daddy. And I have found myself, um, I, I went to a church with, well, Tom, the guy that I'm in the relationship with, I went to church with him and he's a drummer. So he was up drumming. I was just enjoying worship. And it was just beautiful worship. But afterwards, they start going on with church service and he comes back to sit down. And I was just, I was just in that space with my daddy. 
Right. And he goes, are you okay? And I go, I just wanted to stay there, you know? And so I've gotten to that place where that's my favorite place to go. You know how you have your favorite chair you love to sit in? Yeah. And it feels good? Yeah. Daddy's lap is my favorite place to be. And I wish that everybody would find that space with him because that's where you center. That's where you get it back in line. And then everything else is good beyond there. You know, someone told me once, actually, it was my daddy who told me, you, not to sound cliche, because now I think there's a song, but you, <laughs> you, you always find what you're looking for. I mean, you, we do. Mm. Whatever we go after physically, whatever we go after mentally, whatever we're searching for, we will find. So be very yeah. careful. Well, that one gal that we watched, she kept saying, whatever you put out mm-hmm. comes back to you. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt a little new agey when she was saying it, but then I'm watching over the months going, it is true. Whatever we put out, we get back. If we put out love, then love comes back, right? It's because that's what you see. That's yeah. what you see first. Yeah. So we are highly encouraging, mandating our two oldest children to get jobs this summer. Yeah. So we're talking about applications, interviews. Mm -hmm. And so here's Allie. She said, now that they're going to be getting jobs everywhere I look, I see hiring signs. This place is hiring. This place is hiring. And I pointed that out to her. You see those signs because that's what we're talking about. It's biblical to be careful about what we think about. Oh, it is true that you bring about what you think about. Oh, I've never heard it put that way. You have never heard that? Not like that. Well, the Bible even says that whatever you set your mind on, that's your treasure. Yeah. Ooh, let's not get into the whole mind thing because there's a battlefield of the mind. I love that. Yeah, I love that whole idea because it's true. Our battles and no matter what we deal with, they all start about the way we think, which is why it's so important to remember that God is faithful and that we can climb into his lap and he's our daddy. That's identity. We've already talked about identity. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that podcast. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to I just wanted to talk to people about control. I'm learning control completely different again because I'm just growing in it. And, you know, one of the things that I think people forget all the time is we've grown up and we've grown like this. And when God wants to refine us, then we have to grow that way. It's all about cultivating and growing. And so the control thing, even if you feel like you are a control freak, or maybe that's something that God's working on with you, that I think that it's important to know that it's a process and give yourself a break. Yes, because it's not going to happen overnight. No. It is a process. But God is so good at teaching and guiding and leading. And if you're just open to that, yeah, it's going to happen. Well, anyway, so I've given you guys a spoiler. I've given, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm saying you guys, meaning, you know, the friends, which you are the, the head, friend. the head friend the head friend oh i'm like the i'm like that oh my gosh i'm like the president of the egypt fan club is that what it is no we're not gonna say fan club oh. that's just but you are the representative of all the friends so anyway nicole i did put out that little teaser that i'm in a relationship which is so funny because we just did this whole singles thing and i'm like i'm totally good single you're I, you're on the advanced program I, oh, <laughs> just when god moves can we just talk about when god moves how God moves. We have a limited time on here. It's <laughs> so true. But seriously, we just did this whole singles podcast. I was totally good. Totally good being single. I'm, I'm still totally good being single. God but likes now, to shake it up. But now I'm like, okay, I'm seeing a whole new thing now. So that's coming up in future podcasts. And we'll give the details. But oh my goodness, not now. I like how you said we will give the details. 
that I'm a You're I'm part, a part of, of the details. <laughs> you are a part of the details. You're going to tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of control, this is fun. Oh, yeah. If you didn't think you were a control freak, I'm handing over control to you, Nicole, because I need it. I need help. <laughs> We will walk through this together. Oh, there we go. All right. So to all the control freaks and you and I, that's it for this week. Be blessed. (laughs) (laughs) And give up control. There you go. God is good. God is faithful. See you guys next week. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.